1: Hello, darling, and welcome to the Fuck It Up Comedy Club podcast. I'm your host, Kima Bob, and you are now tuned in to an unapologetic celebration of comedians of color who are not cis men. Yes! so the church said "Amen," and a woman and a person. <laughs> now, this is an opportunity to hear dope stand-up from awesome comedians and get to know them a bit better. And... Ooh, we am I excited to share with you today's episode? Like, I don't know how to describe it. It's one of my favorite episodes of anything ever made in the world, in the history of episodes. Whatever you can make an episode of, let me tell you something. This is one of my favorite one of them. Uh, <laughs> and it's because I am being joined by D. Tanya Moore and Lee Desiree Birch, and there's so much energy and love and presence and talent and fierceness. But before we get into it, we kicked off with a couple moments that Tanya and Desiree found to be fucking incredible.
2: I was in Mexico for a wedding in the beginning of May. Oh,
1: my God. And
2: it was a good, (laughs) and it was a friend, uh, a wedding of a good friend of mine uh, to which I brought my boyfriend. So it was the first time we were like going to a wedding together. I basically, I'm 43 and I basically have spent uh, 40 years of my life pretty much single until during lockdown when I actually reached across the void and into my phone, into Hinge, (laughs) and met somebody who I'm actually still with. They're excited. Yes. It's lovely. It's great. We both figure out we're too old and tired to find anybody else. We've locked it in. We're good to go. Right. And he's very lovely. Um, he is um, a Greek Cypriot, which, um, you know, as British people, you guys know what Cyprus is. You're very familiar. You're like, that's where we go funnel all of our money to launder it um, and then have a nice holiday. But no one in America, I found out, understands what the fuck Cyprus is. Right. So I, I tell people, I'm like, oh, no. They're like, oh, he's Greek. And I'm like, no, no, no. He's Cypriot. And they're like, what is that? And I'm like, okay. Okay, so basically, a Greek Cypriot is a Greek guy with just a soupçon of suspicious package. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's the guy who's definitely getting pulled out from TSA, his beard is too fucking big to be up to any good, do you know what I mean? He has like a huge Osama bin Laden beard, which I fucking love. I fucking love Harry Men and I didn't realize until I met him, it's so good. And I mean, it's amazing because like, all of my hair is in the Northern Hemisphere and his is all eyebrows down. <laughs> fucking cue ball, eyebrows, all the way to the soles of his feet, hair, 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 right? And what I never realized about dating a hairy man is that like, hairy men have to shower, they have to moisturize, they have to take care of themselves. There's no like, oh, I went three days with no shower. He's like, no, I've showered three times today, all right? It's very human And like, he's the first white dude that I dated, and I've dated so many fucking white dudes, I'm so sorry. I, I mean, look, brown people, I, look, I've dated nine guys named Dave, all right? Like, I'm just telling you, <laughs> my credentials are sound, okay? So he's the first white guy ever dated who already knew how to fucking moisturize his whole body with different kinds of products. Like he already had argan oil, shea butter, coconut. I was like, bitch, are you kidding me? This is like the fucking like black section out of boots that isn't behind a fucking lock and key. I went to his house to pick shit out. He was already fucking lubed up, ready to go. Like he smelled like a harem. I was like, "Mmm, you smell good. And like, we would go on our socially distanced walks like during lockdown out in the park and stuff. And we went out for this, this socially distanced and like I didn't realize this about big hairy beardy guys but like guys have beard envy like serious beard envy like I'm sorry sir I can see your beard do you get people coming up to you like other guys coming up to you all the time all the fucking time right being like oh my like when you're around a hairy guy like a beardy dude other fucking non-beardy dudes come up to just walk up to him like a magnet and they're like my lord my liege How may I serve you? (laughs) Like it's just, you know, like they're just like, he's somehow like some super alpha man for being able to grow this fucking Moses beard, you know? And like this dude, we were walking, this dude, I watched him cross the park, walk up to my boyfriend be like, bro, Bro, your beard, man. Like he was like, like at the gym, he was like, does your beard lift, bro? Like, are you, like, what are you doing shakes, like Huel, like what is that shit, you know? And like my boyfriend was so proud of himself. He's like, it's just jeans. I don't know what to tell you. It's just jeans. And I'm like, yeah, you like that? You should check out his fucking back, mate. Ooh, majestic silverback gorilla there. Like he's the kind of hairy where I would not want to take him to the zoo. You know, everything on the other side of the glass would be freaking the fuck out. Like how the fuck did he get over there? How the fuck did he get over? there like they would be losing their shit if they saw my boyfriend at the fucking you know and so like he's the kind of hairy where I've never wanted to make a sex tape I've never had the inclination but every time he and I have sex I feel like David Attenborough should be narrating it Right? But uh, I felt fucking incredible because, okay, this was like a week from hell. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I paid for the whole week. Like, Mm -hmm. I paid for the whole week. Like, I bought our tickets. I got a room. I got a very good room because I could afford to do that because Mm -hmm. of some fucking TV money Mm -hmm. and also because of Mexico. You know, I was like, let me get get a fucking four-star room. You know, like, and I had like Mm -hmm. such a rough week with all these other things. But at the end of that week, we were sitting in like a bomb-ass fucking hotel room. Like the best one in the hotel with like, you know it's a little hot tub bath and whatever and then we fucked in the room and i was like my man is making me come in this room i fucking paid for that is fucking incredible
3: yes
2: <laughs> man. Uh, oh, so good wow.
3: <laughs> i get wow. so inspired by people who enjoy sex this is wild um, i'm looking at her like she's a museum piece like oh my god uh, uh. do you know what's fucking incredible I um, chose to do a new show two months ago for Edinburgh this August. Yeah. Right. And at first, when I decided to change my show, I thought I was on crack, and it's fine because I was. And it was no good. Uh, no, but. Um, and what's happened now is that the show is shaped up and it's a beautiful show mm. and it's a really good show. So
1: for context, a lot of people know that like people start prepping for a festival that's in August yes. with a show, sometimes years in advance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so to, um, with what two three months before to t- yeah. totally switch the thing up
3: completely new show
1: it's actually madness yeah yeah um People and that's that. really like I, I said cool. i was making crack and <laughs>
3: yeah. um uh, so that good, good crack, but it was wow. really good <laughs> <laughs> didn't even realize i was trying to fuck up my own life <laughs> but uh no so yeah so but now the show i'm really proud of it and i good. think that is fucking incredible that is yeah,
1: yeah. Oh my gosh, hello! Um, Have you guys ever heard that song before, Slut Him Out? Um, It's a beautiful ballad. (laughs) There's this one lyric that goes, they say all the nasty dudes are in jail, I tell them free them. And I'm like, yes, yes, it's so good. Slut him out. Mm, sometimes Sometimes he needs to be slutted out. Um, welcome to the Films of Colour Comedy Club. This is an unapologetic celebration of comedians of colour who aren't cis men. Uh, I'm your host, Kima Bob, and I'm so glad to be here with you. I would like to know who here loves their job. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do for work? What is your job? I'm an actor. You're an actor? Oh my God, we have a thespian in our midst. <laughs> Treading the boards. Wow. So, um, you as an actor, do you focus on the stage? Do you focus on the screen? Do you go wherever you're called? It was, was screen, but then I experienced the stage. So, for those of you listening at home, she said that it was focused on the screen, but then she's experienced the magic of the theater. Now she can never return. Wow. I love this. It's so good. Does anyone else love their job? You hate your job, great. You, you love your job. What is your job? I'm a yarn. Dyer. A who? A yarn, dyer. a yarn dyer. Oh my gosh, we got a yarn dyer in the house tonight. People aren't talking about it. People aren't talking about dying yarn. And. So, and so, and people aren't dying yarn, and I'm tired of it. I am sick of it. So, how does, how does your day begin as a yarn dyer? Great, there's a lot of soaking, so if you're a yarn dyer, you're soaking it in the water. Um... <laughs> For those of you listening at home, um, our yarn dyer has informed us that it looks more beautiful when it's wet, and, okay! (laughs) I concur. Um... It's true, because who likes it dry? No one. (laughs) Wow, so you dye the yarn. Do you make things with the yarn, once you've dyed the yarn? Yeah, I started because I became obsessed with knitting when I was pregnant. Great! You became obsessed with knitting when you were pregnant! riveting (laughs) you wanted to keep your baby warm because you felt like your belly wasn't doing a good job (laughs) you're like obviously it's very cold in my body that's so sweet i'm gonna cry now so do you wake up like every day for your job like yeah let's let's get it When you get work, I feel you. Oh, my God. The dangerous thing about that is if you are uh, an anxious person and your anxiety comes out as being asleep, you can really fuck off a whole day. <laughs> I'm that kind of guy. And recently I've been, like, hiding from my days because the tasks at hand are just so gross. And there'll be, like, a whole day where I'm just like, ooh, later, ooh, later, ooh, later, until it's the end of the day. And at which point I have to be like, tomorrow. Tomorrow is the one? I'm like, tomorrow we are going to get it. I'm gonna wake up earlier than I have for the past two weeks. <laughs> tomorrow is the one. Oh, set these alarms, set two of them just in case, cause I like to be prepared. <laughs> Tomorrow approaches. Ooh, wake up a little bit before the alarm. Okay, I don't really need to be up this early. No, thank you. <laughs> Back to bed. Like the first alarm goes off. I'm like, ooh, that's what time I said I would get up. Knowing that I wanted to wake up later, good night. <laughs> Back to bed. And then like the second alarm will go off and i'll be like oh we should really start listening now Ah." i'll be like girl get up stop playing i'm like you know who really needs to stop playing this bed (laughs) because it's so comfortable (laughs) Uh, and then i get to the part where the snooze is like bitch 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 and i'm like okay (laughs) all right and i'm like okay get up you can do this you can do this you don't need to hide from today this is your day this day can be whatever you want it to be let's Go, so then I'm like, let's, let's get up, let's get out, let's brush those teeth, you know what I'm saying? Brush your teeth, bah, 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 bah. Ooh, I got an electric toothbrush. After that thing is making sounds in your mouth for a good few minutes, you're just like, alert. So I'm like, okay, great, great, we did it. We got out of the bed, but then I gotta get back in because I like to meditate and journal every morning. It helps me get my head straight. You would not want me here if I hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I hit the meditation, trying to get ready for the day. I Do a little guided meditation. There's this guy on there he's like, You can do this. My name is Kenneth. (laughs) Do y'all know Kenneth? (laughs) Y'all know Kenneth? (laughs) I'm like, hi, I am Kenneth. And today we are going to breathe together. And you will breathe in the power of the universe and exhale your own might. And it's like, oh shit, okay, Kenneth, turn up. (laughs) I'm very excited, yeah, thank you. So after like 10, 15 minutes of that, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, we can do this. And then I'm journaling, I'm just like, you, can do this yeah let's get into it oh roll out of bed see the to-do list open the computer and I kid you not every day my first thought is you can do this but do you have to (laughs) (laughs) you can and I believe in you but do you have to because when you think about it life is short right (laughs) and if life were to end tomorrow, would you want to have spent your last day tripping over admin? (laughs) No, you want to be living life, enjoying yourself, watching a series you don't care about. (laughs) That's just what you want to do. And ultimately, what ends up happening is I always go back to like the wisdom of my mother and my grandmother who would remind me that all you really have to do in this life is be black and die. And I'll be like, do you know what? At some point, I will die. <laughs> and I'm, I'm black now, I'll continue being like, I'm doing it. <laughs> I've done it. Today is canceled. (laughs) That's what happens to too many of my days. I'll check in with you guys later, let you know if i made any progress. Um, I just want to be like a before the alarm ass bitch. Do you know what I mean? Just like pop up like, oh, let's dye some yarn. (laughs) love that. Um, Guys, I have two incredible acts for you in this show. I adore them on multiple levels, who they are on stage, who they are off stage. Are you ready for your first act? Mm, Sounds like it, but here's the thing. She deserves more. That's right. And unlike some of y'all in relationships, I'm not gonna settle. Uh, (laughs)
3: Good? It's nice to be here, man. Thanks for pretending you know me. I love that shit. Um, I've I'm I'm, had a bit of a busy day today. I, took, I had to take my niece to wireless today. Yeah, she's nine. Are oh, you checking? She's nine. She's a tall girl. She's almost my height. And she was on my shoulders. Well, I'm, I'm just, hi, I'm a dickhead, is what I'm saying to you. I've spent all day being a dickhead, so I'm a little bit, if you look at my shoes, there's a bit of dirt on there. I'm not a tramp, I've just been being a, don't look, black girl. <laughs> it had to be, it'd be your own, innit? I said, if you look at my shoe, this bitch was like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck! Let me breathe! Uh. crazy, I'm out. today didn't go the way I wanted it to go, I wanted to get up, I wanted to get my nails done, look at my nails, they're... no, they're hanging on for their life, look at them, they're angry at my cuticles, they're not even friends, my day has not gone the way I wanted it to go, but we're here and I'm glad we're here, thank you for coming out, I really appreciate it, I was, I was, on, I was on this TV show called Question Team, do we you know it? It's TV show called Question Team and I'll give you the basis of the team the show the show is like this there's four comedians right we all go on ask each other questions and at the end of the show whoever has the most points wins right the excitement of the show is what you do when you're asking the questions okay so they came to me on Zoom and they said Tanya what do you want to do and I told them a range of stuff they said what's the, one of the wildest things you want to do and I said skydive right nah guys <laughs> look at me <laughs> do I look like I want to skydive <laughs> Because I don't, right? I was calling their bluff, right? But they came back in two days, and they were like, Tam, we sorted out the skydive. I was like, shit. <laughs> fucking... I called my mom. I was like, "Mom, <laughs> They sorted out the skydive. <laughs> and she said, you're yeah, blood-clad idiot, and hung up the phone. Yeah, she hung up the phone. So I called my dad, I said, Dad, they sorted out the skydive. He said, babe, do you want me to come with you? And I was like, oh, that's. That's nice, look at him being emotional. I love that for me. So the next day, we got in the car. On the way there, I was facing a a big fear. This is a big fear, it's a big fear. I was feeling all the feels, my heart was beating, right? As we got out of the car, they rushed us straight into security. I didn't listen, let me tell you why. Um, I had five questions to remember as I was falling through the sky, right? Yeah, you felt that, innit? Yeah. (laughs) Falling through the sky, right? And it's at that moment I was thinking to myself, what was happening? You see that guy who jumped out of the plane the first day? See that first guy who did it? I always think to myself, what wasn't happening on that day for him? (laughs) That he was inside a plane, safe, and just decided to say, I want to jump out. Like, what was not happening? Do you know what I mean? So after the safety briefing, they put on my outfit and then we went over to the plane. Now, I say plane because that plane was older than all of us combined, right? (laughs) It was... (laughs) It was the first idea of a plane before planes became planes, right? You see a picture of this train in a nursery. That's how fucked up the plane was. There was no doors, no chairs, right? We got on the plane and we just straddled this hump and held onto a rail. And there were three cameras around me, all three of them. The producer said, Tanya, on the way up, try and look like you're having fun. (laughs) What? As we're going up, I was doing it tandem, so I was attached to a professional sky, skydiver, right? He tapped me and he said, Tan, do you remember the safety briefing? And I was like, of course I do. <laughs> he said, so you know, when we go up, we're going to level out. We're going to go towards the edge. You're going to cross your arms, put your feet back, say your first question to the camera, then we're going to go. I said, cool, I got that. That's, that's nothing. Huh? <laughs> so we got up and we leveled out, and we started to go to the edge. <laughs> That's when I realized, Because right? <laughs> if he's on the edge here, where the shit am I? <laughs> I was just hanging in the sky, bruv, yeah? I felt like a pair of tits in a shit bra. <laughs> I said, let me get this over with. I crossed my arms, legs back, so my a question, and I went, right? And I, as we went, there was a drone that came here and a cameraman that came here. And because I didn't listen to the safety briefing, I didn't know that when you're free falling, you shouldn't open your mouth. <laughs> So I went to say my first question, didn't I? Yes, I did. I said, Now I've gone and I've hit this guy. Now we're just dying, guys. We're just dying, right? And as we were dying, two things came to my mind. One, do my bra and knickers match? Yeah, yes. Because if I die and they don't match, my mum's going to be mad. Yes, she will. Number two, from this height, can birds shit in my mouth? (laughs) Yeah. Because now I'm, I'm, it's stupid, isn't it? Now I'm falling and I'm arguing with myself, and I'm like, that's not even, is that possible? What's the bird gonna do? Just back into my mouth and shit? Is the bird gonna shit and I'm gonna fall into the shit? It's so dumb. Also, if you're someone who thinks like me, when you're falling towards a cloud, you're not gonna hear like this. Just gonna go through, okay? Just gonna
1: go through.
3: I was like, oh, it's a cloud. Oh, it's a cloud. It's a cloud. It's just a fucking cloud. And we went through the cloud, he pulled the parachute, I was like, great, we're not dying, right? This is nice. And we glided, I did my questions to the camera, and we came down, and I was so happy. (laughs) I felt like I had conquered the massive fear, do you know what I mean? My heart was beating, my adrenaline was high. I went over to my dad, he hugged me, he was really happy with me, he was so proud of me, I was so good. I said, let me go and make sure the producer's happy. He said, Tan, that was great, but you gotta go again. Yeah. Because it's TV, isn't it? You don't do nothing once in TV. It's minimum twice. I looked at my dad, my dad, my dad looked at me and he was like, "Babs, can I have your car keys? And that's when I realised he didn't care about my life, he wants my fucking car. <laughs> so now we're going back over, we get back into the plane, right? This time, I can look like I'm enjoying myself, can't I? So I'm just like, I'm cool, I've done this before. So I'm sitting, I'm straddling, I'm holding, and I'm like, oh my God, this is so much fun. (laughs) This is awesome, right? We get to the top, he taps me, he says, Tan, we go up, we level out, we go to the edge, cross your arms, legs back, say the question, and we go. And I said, that's cool, we can do this. We got to the edge, you know, I was a pair of titties, Said the question, and we fell. The cameraman came down, the drone came down, and I said to both of them, because I'm not a dickhead, right? <laughs> yeah, so then we were going towards the cloud, I had a little panic, we went through it, it was great, right? And then I pulled the parachute, and then I did the questions. He said, Tan, you want to have a go at gliding? I said, babe, am I black? Right? So I grabbed both of them and I just pulled one side and we went spinning. It was crazy. So I was the one that almost killed us, but it was wild. So we came down, feet on the floor, my adrenaline's high, proud of myself, done the job. They rushed us into the car. I don't know what to think or feel. Then I calmed down and I thought to myself, Tan, <laughs> that is the whitest shit you've ever done. <laughs> I felt so white, I just started sending complaint emails. It was really, really weird. I did. Got out of the shower, didn't cream my skin. It was wild. It was wild. What else is there? Anyone else put on weight over the last couple of years? Oh, that was a lot. Oh no. That was, how much weight did you put on? 30K. 30G. And, and, and what's that, in stone? He's that guy, is it? How old your son? 19 months. Bitch, how old is your son? Tommy and you shut up, brother. The fuck? Come in there with your 30 kg shit. You better trans- you better go on Google right now, sir. Come to my workplace embarrassing me. You take this thing, and I'm sweating as well, it is already. I can't even take off my coke because my wax ladies in- on-, on holiday. The underhair is a lot. It looks like you! My armpit looks like you! It's aggressive, you're not allowed to laugh, you're white. Alright, so... no, I'm joking, I'm joking. I did, I put on... I put on... I put on two dress sizes, and I'm gonna be honest, guys, I'm not buying nothing new, I'm just wearing the shit that stretches, okay? That's it, that's all that's happening here, yeah? Now, we're getting fit, so we're getting back out again. I wanted to get myself a new toy got myself a Peloton bike right now if you don't know what a Peloton bike is it's a spin bike comes with a flat screen TV on the front I said that in Cooley the other day right a lady at the back she was like you're just saying that because you want us to know you got money I was like <laughs> I, I was like obviously shut up so I got the bike right like you can do different things on this bin, Pilates, yoga, all kinds of things. It's like over a thousand instructors on there, so every day there's over a thousand people who I ignore. It's wonderful, right? Now, I've pushed it up next to my living room window because when you sit on it and look out the window, guys, you can see McDonald's. <laughs> so good. But I want to get fit, right? I want to get fit. What I don't like is that when you go on social media, you can't, you can't move away from people telling you about your weight. Especially personal trainers, especially women. They talk about our bodies all the time. Especially the stubborn pockets of fat areas, which they normally say is the stomach. But last year, they found a new area. Guys, the fupa. Yeah, some of you know it. Lady, don't ruin my joke. No, because you already looked at my shoes. You don't get two strikes. I saw both of you doing. Okay? Out here doing body rolls to see my shoes. So, right. It's called the FUPA. It's an acronym for those of you who don't know. It's the F-U-P-A. It stands for the Fat Upper Pussy Area, right? And, yeah, no, don't shoot the messenger. Listen. And if you're not laughing right now, you're fucking learning, okay? Over 35, formerly the GUNT. Do we know? Yeah, yeah. It's the area that's below the stomach, right? and above the pussy, right in the middle. Kind of like a mezzanine, guys, yeah? <laughs> uh-huh. Got to fix that shit too, right? And at first I was like, I don't want a fucking fupa, what the hell is this? And I thought, well, hold on, Tan, hold on a minute. <laughs> Only rich people can afford a mezzanine, so hello, right? And then, when you really think about it, when you go back in the day, if you put on weight back in the day, they saw that as a sign of wealth and prosperity. So this is not my fupa, guys. This is my ISA. Yeah, put a lot of money. And I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm, you know, I'm equal opportunity. Like, what is the fupa of a man, right? What is the fat upper penis area of a man? It's just the fucking man, isn't it? It is. I'm happy with that laughter. So I'm going to go. Thanks. Bye.
1: You are going to love this. Help me welcome to the stage the incredible Desiree Bunch.
2: Thank you so much! So, uh, okay, so who are the people who actually are in couples tonight? Like, or who here is in love? Who here is in a relationship happy in love? Who here is settled? The yarn lady, who else? General white people, you guys. Okay, so there's a crew of people over here happy in love. The rest of you guys are just like, that's why we came to see your ass, bitch, because we're to fucking... (laughs) We have nothing better to do on a Sunday fucking night, dipshit, all right, fine, I'm not gonna rub it in, but just, people have been in love before, been in relationships, tell me what you think of this. Okay, so a good friend of mine um, recently proposed to her boyfriend
0: yeah, it
2: took you a second, but you got there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, right? Like she's a fucking baller. I was like, that's such a baller move. Like she was like, look, we both know where this is going. Like I'm going to control the means of how it happens because I want it to happen the way I want it to happen. And like, he was like, yeah, I'll take that shit. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm like, that's so brilliant. Cause she didn't want to have to deal with some like dipshit ass flash mob of him and his friends fucking dancing to Ed Sheeran or some dumb shit. And she's like, I don't even like this fucking song. What are you doing? Like she. she. She set it up herself and like I just was like one that is a fucking baller move and two like two people had a really incredible day but she had one of the most memorable best days of her life and he had one of the most memorable days of his life that was also confusing as shit. (laughs) Right beyond the whole thing of like his girlfriend proposing to him he was like I'm saving three months worth of salary for what like beyond that you have to remember how proposals work right at some point she had to get down on one knee in front of him. And he thought some whole other shit was about to happen in that moment. He got all excited for the wrong reasons for like 30 full seconds. She was like, Will you make me the happiest woman on earth? And he's like, right here in the butterfly garden? Holy shit. Yeah, my boo is a freak, you know? And she was like, what the fuck you what are you doing? No. No right like that's fucking insane i was just like you are the bravest woman i know and like i, I you know like i i want i want to emulate that but i know myself and i'm just like i'm a real petty bitch like i'm going to need him to propose to me like i want to be up on the pedestal being like maybe you know right i just want I, for one second i want him to listen to a fucking thing i have to say right you know he's like actually paying attention like will you and i'm like fucking think about it. You know what I mean? Like, I just need that moment to remember that that happened anywhere in our fucking relationship. Um, I don't know if anybody else is like me, because, like, okay, we've been out of lockdown for a while. Congratulations. We're all fat, hairy, weird, and trying to get on with each other. Everything's great. But, like, I know that a lot of people, like, had meltdowns during lockdown. Mine... Yeah. <laughs> Bitch, I lost my mind! Yes! Yes! Well, the thing is, I kept it together during lockdown. I'm one of those people who, like, when the house is on fire, it's like, delegating shit and then a month later I'm crying into fucking cornflakes for no fucking reason so like I've only recently started losing my fucking mind I'm realizing yes yes everybody's functioning and I'm rocking the fucking corner like it's Silkwood and shit like just in the shower Uh, okay so but like weird shit like I'm 43 and I'm just like there's no going back to sanity I'm this weird ass bitch forever like for instance like things that I'm discovering about myself that are just like bad form like this is not good as a human like um I've discovered that uh, I hate brushing my teeth. (laughs) Like, hate it! Hate it! With all the vehemence of a five-year-old who has just been told to share, or like a Tory who has just been told to share, or like, (laughs) you know, I don't know, a Supreme Court justice who has just been told that a living woman is more important than an imaginary zygote, like that kind of fucking (laughs) livid rage, right? (laughs) Thank you that I have for fucking brushing my teeth, a form of self fucking care when I'm 43 years old and I can't stand the shit, especially at night. The morning one's okay. The nighttime, oh fuck that nighttime shit. (laughs) I'm already in my bed, uh, up like looking at my phone just like this is amazing, watching cat video after cat video, people doing dances, fall asleep in my bed, phone falls on my face. I wake back up, look at my phone again. (laughs) Love that shit, I mean that's how you know it's bad. I'm like, I too have had an apple fall on my head just like Sir Isaac Newton. I, I discovered a thing too and it's that I'm addicted to my fucking iPhone. <laughs> you know? Like I, and then I'm in there and I'm like, God damn it, I have to get up and be a fucking adult and brush my fucking teeth. I hate it so much. You know? And I think... Part of the reason of like, you know, obviously there's a lot to do before bed, the nighttime one, it's just like, just let me go to sleep. Why do, why do I have to do this at night and then wake up in the morning as though I've been sleep eating all night and then do it fucking again, it's so annoying. But like, I, I started trying to break this down to understand it because I'm that kind of freak weasel, right? And so I was like, oh. Well, you know, I mean, every other form of self-care usually have a, has a very immediate positive uplift to, like, encourage you to do it over and over again. You know, it's like, you know, you wake up in the morning, you take a shit, boom, yesterday is gone, you're living in the fucking present, all right. <laughs> About to sell the book rights, you know what I mean? Like, I figured out the secret, right? You know, you you eat breakfast, great, now I have something to poop out tomorrow, all right? We're working here, we're getting fed, it's great. I mean, if you take a shower, right, the shower's the best fucking one. A shower's one of the best things that humanity has ever done aliens will come and congratulate us on the fucking shower think about it it is a personal climate controlled waterfall that we have to clean ourselves it is a beautiful mystical wonderful thing i love a fucking shower you take a shower you feel as good as the day you were born do you know what i mean and to be perfectly honest you feel better than the day you were fucking born that day was fucked up as hell right like (laughs) Think about it. What other day do you start out covered in your mommy's pussy, right? Just all in your mouth and your nose, and you come out, you wake up, there's a woman covered in blood screaming at you. You're screaming. Somebody in a lab coat slaps you and is like, go, and you're like, ah! That's how everybody started their life, unless you were born in a kiddie pool, in which case your parents were fucking weird, okay? I'm sorry. So, I mean, you know, I mean, back in the day, now everybody's doing it. Now everybody's like, ooh, I just bought a jacuzzi, I'm in the bathtub. This is totally safe. Um, anyway, good for you. Um, um, so, you know, like, so I think it doesn't have the same sort of positive benefit that other things do in our lives. Also, um, I realize personally that I think I'm doing it wrong. I'm pretty convinced I'm doing it wrong, okay? Because I've seen toothbrushing in TV and film. And everybody seems to have like a lot of flair and style when they're brushing their teeth, right? You watch it on a TV show. You're watching a sitcom, right? You see a couple, you know, a very heteronormative couple on a fucking major network sitcom, right? They're having some pre-bed ritual. They're talking about the events of the day. You know, the woman comes out. She's brushing her teeth, right? She's standing there brushing her teeth, having a conversation, brushing her teeth. Also on her phone, trading stocks, brushing her teeth, checking her crypto. Was brushing her teeth, fitting into the game of Fortnite, doing some crunches, brushing her fucking teeth. Meanwhile, when I go to do it, I am hunched over the fucking sink like Quasimodo, a full car wash running down my right arm as I'm just doing this, trying not to drool into my tits. And I'm going, Desiree, you graduated from Yale. Why do you look like you had a lobotomy yesterday? <laughs> Like, no one can ever see this, do you know what I mean? And I have not managed to perfect that fucking technique over what, would that be 38 years of brushing my teeth? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a long time to practice something to still look like an asshat doing it, right? And like, think about it, like, the thing about toothbrushing is like, the sheer amount of time in your life that you don't realize gets funneled off into this fucking useless activity because your teeth are never gonna be good again. Right? They're never gonna be as good as they were yesterday, right? Or two days ago or three days ago, you're just slowly going into the ground, scrubbing away, being less good and less good until one day you die with your face looking like a haunted house and a broken picket fence of teeth in front. And you're like, ah. That is how it all ends, and yet we keep trying, right? Think about the amount of time. If you do the adequate amount of toothbrushing, Two minutes in the morning, two minutes in the evening, one minute of flossing, okay? You gotta be thorough, make sure you floss, okay? The plaque gets into your fucking capillaries into your heart, it chokes you in your sleep. It's important, all right? (laughs) Just think about the amount of time that you spend brushing teeth. That is five minutes every single day of your adult fucking life you're spending doing this, right? now. Let's do the math on that, five minutes every day, times 365 days in a year, times 72 years, the average lifespan is 78, let's get rid of those first fucking six years you weren't doing shit, all right? (laughs) Let's be real, all right, 72 years, all right, plus, We have to add the leap days. There's 18 leap days that are going to happen in there times five, okay? Add that all up. Divide that all by 1,440 minutes in a fucking day, and you will have spent 90 full 24-hour days in your lifetime doing this shit. (laughs) 90 fuck days that is three months 90 days is a fucking probation sentence you could have gotten for doing some fun shit 90 fucking days 90 days if I was a white cop in America I could have killed any ethnic I wanted anyone 90 days administrative leave do you understand what I'm talking about 90 days I could have had two abortions in Texas in 90 fucking days right I would not have had time to figure out if I was pregnant I would just have as much fucking as I could and all that time and schedule them six weeks apart and just be like Just get it all out. I'm on a no baby diet. Just scrape them all out, all right? That you have to plan ahead, ladies, okay? 90 fucking days! That is a long goddamn time we're spending doing something that I'm clearly doing fucked up and so are you, because you laughed at that shit. All right? 90 fucking days. And the thing is, you know what fucks us all up? You know what fucks us all up? Baby teeth. Baby teeth, think about it. Do you get a second chance dance on any other part of your body? No. One and done. You get one pair of fucking knees and if you're like me, you fucked it up and it's going to be fucked for fucking ever, right? Every single person here has a messed up joint somewhere in their body that is never going to be good again. But no, baby teeth. You get baby teeth. You get a trial run. Your parents say, oh, don't worry about these. Baby teeth. Those are your baby teeth. One day they're going to fall out and you're going to get your real teeth. But as long as you got baby teeth, you can do whatever you fucking want. No rules. You can like just just go to sleep with bow in your mouth, just huff pixie sticks all night long rub them on your teeth. You you can suck your thumb until they look like piano keys if you want to. Up until about the age of eight. And then you get a chance to start the fuck over. And meanwhile they have decided to like reward you for losing body parts by inventing a tooth fairy. A fucking full adult female in a tutu crackhead coming in to steal your body parts for cash. They have monetized your failing body. And you're like, this shit is fun. Like, if you planned your life right, if you came in reincarnated with a plan you could have a full-blown meth habit before the age of five right get some teeth do a bunch of meth lose all your teeth put the fucking teeth under the pillow wait for that tooth fairy money buy one more bag of meth right (laughs) stick that dismount and by age six you are clean and sober you are focused on your path with christ do you know what i mean you got your shit worked out, if you wanted to, if somebody just told us, like, if one day your mom who was like screaming at you was like, "You want to do some meth? Let's do it right now!" Like that is the perfect time to do that shit. Okay, look, I know I'm harping on this, but like I told you, I lost my fucking mind. Okay, I know that everybody, I know that we all binge stuff during uh, lockdown. Did anybody binge watch Star Trek: Discovery? but I'm just telling you, it is the only depiction of the future these days that is not dystopian. Everything else is what we really deserve, and this is what the world could actually be if we gave a shit, it's really beautiful so there's this like, and it's so diverse like everybody's every different skin color, you know, even the Borg has pronouns that are different now, like it's amazing and evolved, it's beautiful, so there's this first season, right, and like one of the episodes in it, so uh, Anthony Rapp's character, he um, is like a doctor, like he's like a scientist, he's studying uh, mushroom fungus and like the mycelial network and how things connect, right, he's a PhD, his husband played by Wilson Cruz, is the medical doctor aboard the whole starship like They're both doctors. I'm sure they have like fucking intolerable dinner parties that everybody both wants to be invited to and cannot stand being at. Do you know what I'm talking about? So anyway, they're having a conversation in their quarters because they're a couple. They're having a conversation about what's going on in the show that day. And they're sitting there in their quarters, you know, debating what's going on as they're brushing their teeth. <laughs> yes, they! You. They are brushing their teeth on the fucking Starship Enterprise you guys. I mean, okay It's the Starship Discovery, but you haven't fucking watched it. So the Starship Enterprise All right, it is literally the year 2250 uh, 230 years from now They are warping through space-time using mushroom fungus. All right, they can replicate any food that they can imagine They drink synthetic alcohol They cure mortal wounds with laser beams, and they're still doing this with a fucking broom to clean their dirty mouths Like can we come up with anything better? better people it can't end with the fucking shower you guys there's got to still be hope for us otherwise why the fuck we're here like we've been doing this for millennia and the only invention that we've come to w- up with to augment that is to put this stick on top of a fucking vibrator with batteries <laughs> like that's the only innovation and two is like oh if you make it a sex toy that's a little bit fun like come on guys like just let's just try a little bit harder all right i'm going to get out of here but you guys are so lovely thank you so much for having me here i'll see you guys in a minute
1: Hey, it's me, Kima B, letting you know that if you like listening to us fuck it up in your house, if you like listening to us fuck it up in your car or on your train, you will absolutely love being in the room where it happens. We usually record our episodes in London in front of a live audience. And let me tell you, it's one of the most beautiful audiences I've ever seen. And I would love for you to join us. For more info, check out Fuck It Up Comedy on Insta or Twitter or go to fuckitupcomedy.com. Please welcome back to the XCC today we've had Tanya Moore and Desiree do So good, gang! Grab a mic and grab a chair. Grab yourselves. I know you've just come up, just come up from doing spouse. such hard work. Yeah, you have my consent to grab yourself. <laughs> oh, guys, um, thank you for coming.
3: My pleasure, my pleasure. It's been nice. Thanks, guys. It's yeah, been
2: nice. you're really lovely people. They're cute. I'm sorry. I'm like, I know. I like had a
3: couple, a window
2: of jokes, and then everything else is sincerity. I just feel like when I see people, I'm like, it really is lovely to see you. I hope you're doing well. Okay.
1: Honestly, <laughs> look, I'm the kind of person where if you ask me how my day is going, you are liable to find out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be like, it's fine. Like, I'm going to fucking tell you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you guys seriously for like your time and energy. You know, this. I'm not paying a million dollars, and you're both worth it. And yeah. I appreciate okay, you being here. I'll take it. Hmm. What'd you say? I'll take the yeah. million dollars. You will take them? Yeah. Okay. Um, does anyone have it? <laughs>
2: Or do four people have a quarter of a million dollars on them
1: currently that's that'll work too yeah 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 yeah. we are in the era of go fund me Um,
2: (laughs) do you think that ever happens to rich people
1: do you you ever think they go
2: like um so actually spoiler alert I'm going to high security prison or like minimum security hell yeah you know because I ripped off a bunch of people but if you want to get me out on bond
1: if like three of you would put in like a quarter of a billion yeah we can do it we can (laughs) do it again I'm willing to run that scam again (laughs) Uh, very exciting. Um, I want to ask you both, what is something that you're horny for right now? And by horny for, I mean, you could be horny for shoes, you could be horny for love. Yeah, but what's something that you really want and you're. <clears throat> well, I don't know. Are you um, feeling horny? <laughs> I'm horny
3: to be left alone. Yeah. Yes. I just yes. yes. So good. Yeah. yeah. Because I live with my partner, and I'm mm. I get really excited when he's like, "Babe, I'm going out tonight." <gasps> yeah, 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 babes, like that Bye. makes me wet. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. like Oh my god, are you out all night, babe? <laughs> like, it's really fucking wild. So wow. good. Now,
2: do you get up to anything fun when he goes? Or is yes, like I just <sighs> leap want to in mug- a
3: star. Like, I just have the bed to myself. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. literally it. You
2: say
1: you sleep in a star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah so there's so no angels funny. in the bed because I have it to myself.
1: Doing donuts in the bed. Right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> just that fucking Homer Simpson thing over, over.
1: it. just end up uh, doing shit he
3: doesn't like. So, like, I eat shit in the bed because he yes. hates... Uh, yeah, you know, that kind of love. stuff. Uh-huh. And yeah, he always finds out because there's always like crisp a- in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have some Ferris Bueller moment when he's coming home? You're like, oh shit, he texted, he's at the train station. I wish, I wish. I'm just like, he's gonna have to find out. (laughs) uh, You wanna be with me? You gotta be with all of me, sir.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Do you have
2: to be horny for something that you have or something that or have had or something that you really want? Just anything that you want. I mean, the thing that I'm most horny for yeah. is for like, I don't know, Londoners uh, to remember some fucking manners. Yeah. Like I I don't know. <laughs> no, no not well yes on the real but like not uh, because I lived here before this pandemic and I don't know if you guys have noticed but like since people have lost all fucking style or like mm-hmm. how to interact mm-hmm. with humans and like mm-hmm. I'm experiencing some or seeing weird antisocial shit on like the trains or like whatever I'm just like no 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 go back to your fucking sorry thing and not the like I'm drunk
3: fuck you thing Yeah, sorry no more yeah
2: yeah yes exactly you've officially stopped being sorry and I was like oh I was getting used to that I apologize you know it's just like there's just been some random like rude things or like that.
3: I'm just like that's not necessary. But it happens yeah. a lot on the road as well. Yeah. yeah. Like oh, driving. Yeah, oh, because you yeah. guys both drive. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, cause I'm yeah. not yeah I'm not saying I have
2: road rage. I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> wait, if you drive in London you cannot not have road rage. Do it is impossible. I feel like that. I it feel is like impossible. That. I've
1: been in both of your passenger seats <laughs> and <laughs> And that is accurate. I just want to say that I have both feared for my own <laughs> life and the life of others. <laughs>
2: And then you are like, oh, wait, they don't have guns here, so it might yeah, be cool Yeah, okay, we good, we good. Because <laughs> oh, you know God. a bitch from LA, so. Honestly,
1: my <laughs> nana kills me. So, my nana is like uh, 70 something years old, driving around in Texas where they are strapped up. Oh, yeah. And she will just yell at a motherfucker out the window. And I'm like, nana, you know I can't fight. <laughs> <laughs> nana, please. <laughs> My God! Uh, it's a together. <laughs> it's unbearable, honestly. I want to um ask you guys because we were remarking over like how like a gorgeous the audience is. When you guys started, were there a lot of like spaces? I guess like this or whatever. Because I I feel like there's the um there are rooms that. are full predominantly of black people and the rooms are fully predominantly of white people but like yeah where there are lot of like mixed up spaces (laughs) don't laugh at me except for during sanction times. Yeah yeah, I look like a fucking clown to you
3: (laughs) Oh Um, my god Columbia.
1: Well, I was going to
2: say, I mean, I, I let, sure, when I started out, because I started out mm-hmm. in New York, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. like, there were there was more diversity just because yeah. there was more diversity in the city, but that mm-hmm. said, it wasn't necessarily hugely diverse because like, I think that promoters and audiences or whatever just tend to kind of like, you know, it was always like, the best of Irish show or like, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, funny, yeah, yeah. you only get Jewish showcases at Edinburgh because like, mm-hmm. Jewish showcases just come. in New York. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? That's just what stand-up is, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, but it's always like, oh, urban night or this, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's the way that they market it. So, yeah, even though there was more diversity at certain kinds of shows, it usually wound up being sort of funneled into different kind of categories Mm -hmm. based on sort of uh, old identities that no longer really appeal to people, obviously, because this is like a femmes of color show, and like your audience is from every walk of life. We like, we love femmes, we love color, we love comedy. Yeah, people love colors.
1: <laughs> people love colors. Yeah. What about? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What was your experience, Tanya, about um, the early days? I feel like. Yeah,
3: they're, they're, in the beginning there wasn't. I started off on the black comedy scene, so mm. the, when you have a black room, it's always peppered with other people, but it's not mm. as mixed as it is tonight. Mm. And when you have mainstream room, it's always got one black person, but it's not as honestly, mixed as it is right, yeah. yeah. And, and then with you just look at partner. them
1: and you're like, "I love you," and I'm gonna try my best not to embarrass you tonight.
3: Babe. <laughs> 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 It's sad when you see a black person in that space and you go to give them the nod because we all know the nod. Do we know the Uh, nod? No, the nod. There, you got. Do you know the nod?
1: Do
3: you know what the nod is? Oh. No, I love that you don't. I'm not going to tell you. Um, it's, <laughs> and, it's sad that you and, you. and they go to And they don't give it back to you. That yeah, hurts my soul, right? Yeah. Oh, listen. Let,
1: let's, let's have a little moment. I like to aggressively compliment strangers on the street. And the girls in America, they're a bit more here for it. And sometimes the British girls think, like, if I'm like, oh my God, yeah! And they're like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> Like, yes. I want to steal their shit. Yes. Like, I'm like, I'm like oh, that jacket? I, and she's like, please don't take it for yes. me. <laughs>
0: I'm
1: like, I love you. <laughs> I, I'm like, I love you, sis. And she's like, we're not related. I'm like, yes. hey, please, please. Uh, have this moment with me. Uh,
2: God. no. also, you could be like, I'm African-American, so you don't know that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, we're not related. It like we very well could be. Yeah, my
1: life is mysterious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my god, oh god. twenty three and we, you know. Uh huh.
3: Um, I am finished. Can I
1: ask you guys, like, what has a comedy taught you about yourself? Oh. I know. Wow. I know.
2: I don't know if I should say that. <laughs> yeah, right? We're all trying to think of something fucking uplifting and positive.
3: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and not the real I'm shit. Trying to say something that will allow people to come and watch me again.
1: Mm. Yes. 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 Yes, 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 yes. if I
3: say it, it, comedy has taught me that I don't like rooms full of people, that's not going to go down well. Yeah, no. Okay. okay.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it gets to a space where you're like, I want to come and perform. And then afterwards, I want to act like nobody knows me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's just really weird. Yeah, because some people, in, in all honesty, people don't understand sometimes it gets really overwhelming when there's a room full of, like, 50-plus people all wanting to come and talk to you at the same mm. time. Yeah. And it, you don't know really what to do, so it gets really annoying for you after a while when you're like, huh, thank you, thanks, oh, thanks, babes. Oh, babes, thank like, you. Babes, thanks, oh. Because like it, it can... starts to feel disingenuine, and you really mean it, but you don't know what to do. It's yeah. too much. Yeah. So um, I yeah, I, I hate
1: people. So do you feel like... <laughs> <Could> I like... <laughs> I feel like your your social battery is set up a little differently from, yeah. like, my one. But it, it is a thing where, like, you go from being, like, a stranger mm. to uh, people all of a sudden know that, um, well, the example that I was about to give was very specific to me and some material that I've mm. not gone to today. But basically you go from, like people being like, who is this bitch, to being like, she looks at a pussy. Um, ah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It goes from stranger to like over-familiar. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And when my like, parents sakes. listen, um, shout out to my parents who <laughs> will hear this at some point. Um, yes, yes. And,
2: and she really does love pussy.
1: Yeah. Um, no, I,
2: I well, I, again, it's one of those... <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean I'm to say it like that, that, that but I'm know. sorry to Kima's parents. I mean, who doesn't? It's delightful. <laughs> um, it really is. Honestly. You're just like, what a wonderland just, is inside here. Yeah. I Tanya? have
3: a pussy. Do you want to love my pussy?
1: Tanya! How dare you try I, to shoot your shot at a moment like this? Why not?
3: <laughs> why the fuck we not?
1: Yeah. It was very bold. Nice you... to Oh my God, this would turn into a totally different show. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the films of color comedy club. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Please tell me your
3: boyfriend is out tonight. Please tell me he's out.
1: (laughs) The comedy club. What about you? Have you learned? All I can hear is that
3: no one's answered my question. (laughs)
1: Like. (laughs) Wait, hold on. No, I know you. I know you're joking because I know you. absolute mad people no, be serious wait, wait, wait <laughs> before we return to the question what is you guys' like, policy on like fucking your friends?
3: oh, no <laughs>
2: <laughs> just asking for, you know, friends
1: <laughs> no, generally because like I, um, I, for me, I'm just like I don't know I, 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 I try not to fuck my friends I don't fuck my friends I think I've done a pretty good job of not fucking my friends <laughs> Today, uh, if, Like I ever fuck someone that we were friends we're not anymore I don't know you no, no. Yes. <laughs> You have to go I mean a little
2: bit though like I think that my policy has not ever been developed because it's like they're my friends and then there are people who I say I'm gonna be friends with only because I really wanted to fuck them and that didn't work out we just sort of like drifted apart No yes. <laughs> we I should have, meet up for
1: a coffee and never
2: yeah. <laughs> it would be great. I have like
1: early friendships like that when I think back to it and I go wow did you just think she was really cool or were you in love with her yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still am not sure <laughs> I'm not certain but yeah has comedy taught you anything about fucking your friends
2: <laughs> I mean, if they're comedians, definitely don't. Uh, Because it never works out well. One of us in a room is so, so much. Uh, (laughs) So, so much. Um, No, I mean, it's it's hard. You're breaking Kima's
3: heart. (laughs) (laughs) Kima's like, don't fuck comedians. (laughs) Where else will I meet people?
2: It's like, if you only do comedy, you can't stand people. You're only meeting people in one place. Anyway, so, um, like, I want, you know, I want to say something positive because, you know, the people, they're looking for it. But, you know, when when you do comedy, you're only... And it's it's not negative. It's just, like, intensely personal things that you would not uh, know otherwise because doing this is, like, a mirror. Like, you're putting out your stuff out there and it's bouncing off of other people who then relate to it. And Mm -hmm. sometimes they relate in totally ways that you hadn't conceived of and also don't agree with. But still you know you're like you you felt me that's cool but like things you know there are things like the thing you mentioned about like oh all these people coming up to you afterwards and like they now know something about you and it's Mm. that weird imbalance of them knowing a lot about you and you knowing nothing about them so then they're like oh like whatever we're good mates and you're like no we've had an intimate moment because I shared something very vulnerably which is a weird thing to do except for in this one fucking scenario this and therapy are the two places where you can be this fucking raw and people are like yes keep becoming. Yes, it's the right thing to do. And so, like, you know, a therapist has boundaries and, like, other people don't fucking know. They're like, oh, we're best friends. So, that Mm -hmm. can be really difficult. And I think that most of the things I've learned from comedy are about me vomiting up things from my soul and then seeing myself saying them to people who respond to them and go, oh, fuck, that's really me. You know? Like, just just stuff that, like, later in life I'm going, like, oh, I'm really blessed that I found a career that can contain all of this fucking insanity. I talked for 12 minutes about my fucking teeth and you guys applauded me. Instead yeah. of putting me in a fucking straight jacket and there's what like literally
1: only a couple a places I like, can do that. Yeah. No, a thousand percent. I think for me, I love uh, um, I love when you say some really off the wall shit and then there's someone in the back just like, mm-hmm, a little nun. <laughs> <laughs> there's like not a real There's always someone to get it, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. I think right.
3: comedy's also taught me that I'm a little bit petty because hmm. I go a on stage. Bit?
2: Oh wow. <laughs>
3: Whoa. <sighs> They're going home tonight.
2: Oh. I, you, y'all cannot feel this Wait, heat, but I, it is happening. Am this I is bleeding? Just my
3: sweat. I think I'm bleeding.
1: I don't <laughs> so, know. So, are you okay? <laughs> so, it was just a was a, a punch little, in the face, is not it? It wasn't even a big... It was just a little pum pum. Well, a we can fuck tonight because we're clearly
3: not friends. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> 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 I am... Um, <laughs> No, because I spend a lot of time, like, you know when you craft mm. material, you spend time crafting it and you go on stage and you do it over and over and you get it to a place where everyone will like it, right? Mm. So I've crafted this material about my name and I do this whole thing about my name and, like, the whole thing about the H and the Y and the I and it's a whole bit, right? Mm. And then people still have the nerve to call me Tan. Mm. <laughs> After all of that. And you're like... We're not friends. Mm. <laughs> Please respect the last three letters of my name.
1: Mm.
3: And that, use yeah. them.
1: Give me the, the knee Give me the knee up. <laughs> Let me tell you, my dad put extra letters in there.
3: Use the fuck out of them, please. The whole
1: shebang, guys. Guys. Honestly, <laughs> <He's> just... <laughs> this audience, I can't handle. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. Um. Oh my god, I do. I love you. Um. Shut up. <laughs>
2: You um, can only say that to people you love. That's true. <laughs> I love you so much, but seriously, shut the Stop fuck up right that.
1: now, or I will end you. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I feel like both of you guys have a really, um... Yes. Yeah. Sorry. No, don't be. Do
3: you know, it's, you know what's happening? No. <laughs> you hear them at the back. Yes, I do. Here's the thing. That's my friend.
1: Yeah. And... <laughs> Are they dying right now? The more, yes, yeah. What? So
3: you got to ignore him. If you bring it up, it's going to carry on. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing.
1: Um, I want to ask, I feel like both of you guys do a good job of, like, uh, listening to yourself and, like, following your flow and guiding your careers uh, based on, like, how you feel not necessarily uh, outside, like, demands and pressures. And I'm uh, just wondering, like, how did you, I guess, learn to, like, listen to yourself. How do you listen to yourself? Like, do you believe in intuition and shit? Ooh.
2: Interesting.
1: Um, so
2: I can... T- yeah, 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 okay. So I, um... I do believe in intuition. I don't think that I'm necessarily great at listening to it, but Mm. I am coming to understand what it is. You know, um, I'm uh, airy-fairy, sort of, you know, Mm. like, woo-woo enough to be like... Oh, we all
1: burn in the sage. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
2: (laughs) Just, like, getting high on that fucking sage all up in the room. But, like, it is a thing of, like, if I get something that feels like a boom, then I'm just like, I have to do this. And, like, you know, that could be uh, sort of, in some ways, impulsive or it could be intuitive, depending on how you interpret it. I don't don't necessarily think that i've been I think it's taken me longer than I wish it would have Mm -hmm. to learn to start to listen to some of those things because what we do is so predicated on the audience and for good Mm -hmm. fucking reason you know like Mm -hmm. you pay us for us to entertain you if we don't do that you go and then you get your money back Mm -hmm. and you throw things and we then adjust our material so that we can do it better the next time and so Mm -hmm. by nature we you know I think this is a job that rewards people pleasing Mm -hmm. to a certain extent you know and also doing that creatively with a certain voice, because if you are people pleaser, underneath that, you have a lot of fucking opinions you've been holding inside for a long, long time, you know, <laughs> and so you're trying to find a way to nuance that and get it to people who like it, so at a certain point, you realize you've been doing that so much that you go, oh, how much of this is what I want to say, and how much of this is what I know will work, Yeah. you know, yeah, and yeah. then then you start to question, like, because it should be, a, a good, there should be a good balance of, you get some, I get some, mm-hmm. like, we both did, la, 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 and we both got off, <laughs> you know, Roughly the same time And it wasn't like Pie in the sky for one And nothing for the other one You know It should be a little bit like Yeah You know And that It's a a balance And I think it's For me It's taken me a while To to know What to give And to not like Just give everything Because I'm Because I have Fucked up parents Of, but I do this because they ignored me, full stop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> when people are like, what do your parents think of what you do? I'm like, they don't think shit. They fucking don't care. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, they just don't,
1: you know? I hear you. <laughs> yeah.
2: <sighs> <laughs> yeah. That is Let me tell you the appropriate response.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that was fucked up. <laughs> That felt like emotions, 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 (laughs) and we all started to feel it because you were laughing, but the laughter got a little bit less because you were like, "Oh my God, Desiree, this bitch goes
1: okay." Okay. (laughs) 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 Which is the host's job? It's Pride Weekend. I am uh, fucking done with you. uh, Fuck's sake, Mama! I didn't make the sound at you; I made the sound with you. what about you Tony? how have you come to figure out how to like navigate this shit and like listen to yourself what, cause I say like uh, even with uh, doing this podcast I've gotten like outside advice and stuff and I was listening to some of it and I think I've made some missteps and it's only in like coming back to like my own like heart and what I think this mm. space is that I feel like I'm able to get it back on track yeah. but yeah it's so, like what I don't know how have you learned to whatever shut the fuck up <laughs>
3: The problem is it won't stop being funny at all. Fuck. (laughs) I've known him for over decades, and it's hilarious to me. Mm -hmm. Hilarious. Um, how do I I think because I've always been somebody who I've been raised to do what you feel right, to do what you feel right is good for you. Mm. So I've always been somebody who's only ever done what I feel is right for me.
1: Mm. Oh my god, that sounds incredible. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's not. (laughs) It's just um. I've always, yeah, I've always just been like, if it, if it's got, if I have to sell any piece of my soul for it, it's not for me. Yes, ma'am. Mm. And unfortunately, in this business, sometimes you might run into a space where you will need mm. to do that. Mm. To, you know, I've, I've yeah. heard things like, just let them like you, or.
0: You know, you just want to
3: get in with them. And my Mm -hmm. thing is, if they don't like me as I come, they're never going to like me. Because getting in the door and then turning into me gives them credence to say, well, I don't know who this is, to get her back out, right? But if they invite Tanya as she is in, then I can stay there because I'm always going to be myself, right? So I think it's, I've always been that person. Um, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't understand people, who are like, oh, you know, I don't want to upset them, so I'm just going to do what they say. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, but you're upsetting yourself. And then yeah, yeah. you have to carry that around. And over years, that's why in black culture, you find older aunties and grandmas with, like, hip problems that they can't fix because mm-hmm. it's emotional. Mm-hmm, and it's stuff mm-hmm. that they've never gotten off their chest. Yeah. So yeah. I've just been really lucky to be raised by parents who are like, if you don't like it, don't do it, but try everything once so you know what you don't like. do you know what I mean and just when it comes to like thank you um, when it comes to like therapy and stuff that's just for going through the generational cultural stuff that we've been through Mm. one coming from two Jamaican parents two being first generation three being raised in this country you know all of the stuff so I'm trying to figure out how my emotions feel for that because I still feel quite raw in that moment even at my big big age I'm still Mm. dealing with you know being irritated by the smallest of things. I'm not petty, shut up. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, yeah. Ah, you don't know me, guys, okay? <laughs> but I can stand things, people, stuff. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. If I was petty, and no, I'm joking, no, but it's just, yeah, it's, that's, that's my navigation now, it isn't so much um, industry based. It's about how I feel when I'm in spaces around people that don't go with my energy. I think that's yeah. my yeah. thing right now. And I'm learning to. Um, my my thing growing up was just ignoring people, and I'm and I'm and I'm learning to honor that. Mm,
1: mm-hmm. oh. So you return back to your roots, basically.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. I love
3: that. I love that. No, because that. I don't think that this, that you, it's not It's not a case of having, you don't need to have bad energy with somebody. It can yeah. just be you who you are and who we are. We don't go together. Oh, so, so let's that, just say like, hi and leave it at yeah. that. We don't have to pretend to be friends and blah, blah, blah. blah. I don't want
1: There are some that. people that I've come to that conclusion because um, I don't know, the people who please me doesn't like to not like someone. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be like, no, maybe you're not trying, Kima. Yeah. <laughs> like the, but... but sometimes it's not not like. You're yeah. just two different people. Yeah, And, and that's sometimes. That's people- People don't uh, resonate like yeah. with your soul. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And some people don't have souls, and that's <laughs> that's tough. Um, guys, thank you so much for coming and sharing your Someone time, talent, your energy. Someone come and get this girl energy. off the stage. I God, I God. <laughs> God. That's right. Someone do come and get me and pick me up. <laughs> 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 And then throw me down. Um, yeah. That's inappropriate. Um, yes. Yeah. So good. So good. Um, you guys are both absolutely brilliant. I know. And if these people didn't know, now they do. Um, thank you so much for sharing your time. You're your energy with me. Give it up one more time for Tanya Moore and Desiree Moore. And to the front. I love you. Oh my God. Uh, that episode was truly such a joy to record. I love all of the guests that I'm fortunate enough to have and to host here on the Fuck It Up podcast, but I really appreciate like the light these two have been in my life and the sisters they've been to me in comedy so it's always a pleasure to get with them and for those of you wondering me and Tanya did not hook up after the show and we still haven't I'll let you know if anything changes but you know I I think that a a bit of sexual tension is healthy for any friendship (laughs) and that's why I'm not anyone's therapist. Um, as always, the incredible comics you've heard all have projects that you can enjoy and support. Tan and Dez are doing big things all the time. So check them out and follow them online if by chance you aren't already. If you like listening to the podcast, let your friends know. Let us know. Let me know. I've really enjoyed reading some of the kind messages that people have sent. Um, it's been really nice. Shout out to you, Claudia. Um, (laughs) And other people, I don't want anyone to be like, what kind of message did Claudia send? It was a regular message it just really touched my heart Um, (laughs) but yeah uh, continue to let people know and let us know really appreciate it Uh, the fuck it up podcast is brought to you by the films of color comedy club the house of the guilty feminists and is a part of the ACAST creator network bye